coming to you from the pit in Arroyo Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc. What's up? What's up? What's up? We got we got these guys Alvarez and Dustin Poye. When they fight, there's fireworks. Great fights. I mean, their two fights combined. Um, there's a lot of action. That's um, that's a lot different than uh, Nagano against uh, Derek Lewis. Let me tell you, those are the opposite ends. They're of like the, the exact thing. opposites of what an MMA fight can be. So, their first fight ended in controversy with illegal knees. So it wasn't really that controversial because um, I think it was pretty obvious that those knees were illegal. So Alvarez um, need. Dustin Poirier. This is back in May of last year, the first time they fought. So, um, great back and forth fight. And then uh, Dustin Poirier was down and had a hand on the ground, and Alvarez kneed him in the head. And then he went down to his knees. And his and Alvarez, both hands. And both hands. And then Alvarez kneed him in the head again and looked like he knocked him out. Yeah. He just crumpled. And then, so it was called a. Explain this to me. That's called a no contest. Well. Because the referee deemed that it was an accident. He didn't deem it was malicious. If it was malicious, it would have been a uh, it would have been a win. He would have been DQ'd. Um, um, Alvarez would have been DQ'd, and it would have been considered um, a a win for Poirier. It's hard to win a fight when you're knocked out. Let me tell you. But but it's happened. It has happened. But because the way they were fighting and they were both rocked and they were both like it was back out and of forth, it. Yeah. And they were like, it was just bing, bing, bing. And he, I don't think he noticed, even knew that Poirier had his hands up. He was just, they were just going on instinct. Both of them were actually. So, but, it was, but it was Alvarez's foul that ended the fight. Yeah. So you and can't the, lose The first it. time. Yeah. Right. So the first time it was Alvarez's foul that ended the fight. Um, but you cannot lose a fight if you're fouled. But since Herb Dean thought it wasn't, and I thought it was a great call. He didn't think that those knees were malicious. I didn't either. Not the way they were fighting. Um, so he called it a no contest. I think it was a perfect call. Um, and, and this fight, there was that illegal 12 to 6 elbow. And I think Mark Mark Goddard made a perfect call because um, because Alvarez was was in a dominant position. He was mounted on him, wasn't he? He was kind of a mount. He had him against the cage, but he was mount, He was in a mountish position. He was in a better. His he his hips were free, and he was he could have knocked him a lot harder, and he could have hurt Dustin a lot more than Dustin could have hurt him at that point. But he threw an illegal technique. A stupid illegal technique because it's stupid that that technique is illegal, but it, but it's still illegal. So the fact that it's illegal, and he threw it, uh, Mark Gutter made a really good call, and he took 
the Fowler, who was, uh, who was Alvarez, off of a dominant position. He put them both in a neutral position, which really, really, really helped Dustin Poirier because now all of a sudden he's doing what he does best, which is punches and, and kicks and, and, and attacking. So he attacked uh, Eddie Alvarez and knocked him out. But look at the position he's in up there. Yeah. Imagine how much effort it would have taken him to get out of that position on his own. A lot, right? Yeah. I mean, that would have been a lot of energy expended to get out of that. Yeah, and and, and um, from what I heard, um, there might have been a little fence holding to stay in that position by Alvarez. Um, and And put that together with that illegal elbow... The referee didn't want to take a point away, which he could have done, but he didn't. So instead of taking a point away, he did the next the next level, which was uh, stand him a, up. A stand up, yeah. Which was uh, it's a hard warning. They call that a hard warning. So instead of taking a point away, he did a hard warning by going taking the guy who was fouling that was in a totally dominant position out of that position and put them in a neutral position. That was the downfall right there of uh, Eddie Alvarez. I think Eddie, Eddie Alvarez, I don't know how much time was left. Um, it was in the second round. Yeah. Okay, there was, there was some time left in that fight. So. Oh, yeah. I think, I think Eddie Alvarez could have kept that position. He might have got a KO because he was in a very, very, very dominant position because it was even more dominant than a regular mount because a regular mount, you're on top, but you can be you can be swayed off. You can be like he get your the the bottom guy can can put you off balance uh, easier than he can when you're up against the cage and you're in a cage mount. So that that down that twelve to six L elbow I think uh, was the difference between a win and a loss for Eddie Alvarez in this fight. And uh, and the I, last fight too was a a knee on a downed opponent. So it is interesting that when these two fight, but the fights were both good fights. Yeah. That and they just ended badly. But um, that twelve to six elbow is such a stupid rule. You do you guys realize that if like we're fighting and and if if his hand were like we're if his hand was here and I twelve to six elbowed his hand, that's a foul. Not just twelve. The the reason that this rule was made. And I don't remember the fight it was, but it was my fighter, uh, Gan McGee, who's that six foot eleven guy. He actually fought for the UFC title, but he a guy was like trying to take him down, and he was twelve to six elbowing like the back of his skull, like his neck, and um, there was no rule against it then, and the commission said, "Hey, whoa, that should not be legal." So we're gonna make those twelve to six elbows illegal. So they coined the phrase. 12 to 6 well, elbow. I think that was with the help of... Uh, there's a great video on YouTube with Big John McCarthy. And he explains... Because he was there when he this was, rule he was He was made. one of the guys. He, he was, was one of the guys that was from the fan and you know referee side helping develop the rules. And then there were doctors there and other people there, promoters. There but he rules. talks about it. It's really good to go watch. And he talks for like 10 minutes about where this rule came from. We'll link it. We'll link yeah, it. it's it's great. And then he talks about how confusing it was because 
he was the one that helped come up with the rule. But then elbowing up from the bottom would be a 6-12 to 12 elbow. And one of the other referees, I think it was Herb Dean, said, you can't do that because that's like a 12-6 to 6 elbow. And uh, Big John McCarthy said, no, what are you talking about? That's not a 12-6, to 6, that's 6-12. to 12. And he goes, well, what if the clock's on the ceiling? <laughs> so there was even confusion among the referees about what it's it 12 to 6 elbow is. It's but it's definitely 12 upright down. So it makes no sense. If you put an arc in it at all, you're fine. Yeah, like it's crazy. Not only you can put an arc in it and it's fine. So he could have done this instead of this, it would have been fine. That's so stupid. You can't even you can't even <laughs> fathom how stupid that is cuz if this is illegal, this should be illegal. But it's not. So But if you can kick someone in the back of their head, why can't you elbow them? That doesn't make any sense. Because the rule started and it's not the rule isn't there anymore because it wasn't specific enough. A 12 to 6 elbow to the thigh should not equal a, a, uh, a, you know, like, that's a foul. 12 to 6 elbowing someone's thigh. It makes absolutely no sense. Um, so, But, it, but it, despite it, that, it's a rule, and the referee's got to follow the rules. He has to. Mark Goddard, Mark, Goddard, Mark Goddard even said, hey, I didn't make this freaking rule, but I have to abide by it. Even Dustin Poirier, who was getting elbowed, said, Hey, bro, this, this elbow's not hurting me. It didn't me. even hurt, yeah. Yeah, you don't even, basically he's saying, you don't have to stand this up. That elbow didn't hurt me. But the referee had to because I'm going to tell you something. If he didn't stand him up and, and uh, Eddie Alvarez knocked out Dustin Poirier, they would have a great argument. Dustin Poirier's people would have a great argument. They could, they could take that to the commission, show the 12-6 to 6 elbow, and that nothing was done about it. Um, and uh, they could have something to they could have something to uh, bitch about, and there might have been some kind of holding on the cage too, and that might have uh, kind of added to it. So I did also hear that maybe his coach was telling him to throw the elbow. But how do you say twelve to six? Throw it twelve <laughs> to six. I, I, I think he's in that position telling him to elbow. Yeah. I don't know. But you could have elbowed. He could have elbowed like this all day long. He could have elbowed like this all day long. There's so many elbows he could throw. This to the shoulder just didn't, didn't seem like he was getting as much bang for his buck. I mean, to me, he could have done better with palm strikes to the temple. And I don't know that I'd want to hit someone on the top of their head with my elbow. My elbow's going to break way, way sooner. It, it, it made no sense. But it cost poor Eddie the fight. So that's the second fight that he's lost the, the win bonus because of, because of his fouling. He needs to take a look at some of his, his uh, fouling. I don't know. I don't know why he's, why is he so prone to fouling like that? Anyway, so that anyway, was that. He is tough though. Uh, he's they both tough. are. He's they as tough are, yeah. as they come. He yeah, took Eddie Alvarez, so many shots. Yeah, he's what is he like, Mister Violence or something? What's his? I don't know. He has some kind of thing <laughs> he likes to call himself, where it's violence. He's a very violent person, but he's very good. He is skilled. tough. He's skilled as shit. And yeah. he hits hard, knees hard, right? Ask uh, Gaethje. The underground king is his name. But... No, but he, he said during an interview once that he likes to bring the violence. And oh. he does. He definitely does. So there was that fight. That fight was still a good fight. Controversial fight. Something to talk about. Brings up that stupid rule. Yeah. Um, and then uh, 
Boom! Talk yeah. about violence. This was uh, Jose Aldo and Jeremy Stevens. Um, we can talk about this one. Ouch. That one hurt. Um, I just, I knew it was going to be brutal going in. I just knew. Between these two guys, there's just, they're brutal. You, and you got to remember, I mean, I love all these four guys in this in this top top tier, but um, um, McGregor's beaten three of those four. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. McGregor's beaten three of the four people. I think knocked him out. That are in the uh, those semi main and the main event. Pretty damn impressive. But anyway. Um, Aldo and, and Jeremy Stevens just, it was made to be brutal. And um, they just, they went back and forth. Nothing, no, no real decisive edge. Um, to be honest, Jeremy Stevens looked a little bit bigger. I thought, I was scared for Jose. But Jose threw a couple just kind of like winging right hands. And uh, Stevens was blocking like this. He was bringing his hands up and blocking. And I think that uh, Jose Aldo noticed that in one of his right hands, and he just came up with a, a liver shot like from left field and just hit him so hard, you could just hear it just went thud. And Jeremy was done. He was done. Um, Jose got on top of him and hit him a little bit, then, then they stopped it. I think it was a good stoppage. Um, Jeremy complained about it, but I think there was a great stoppage. I, I'm pretty sure it was, uh, was it Goddard? I don't, I don't remember who the ref was, but it was definitely a good stoppage. Definitely a, a great fight. And it showed that Jose Aldo is back. I mean, he, he's, he's coming off like a two or three fight losing streak, but he is definitely back. Um, I've got a liver, how to set up the liver punch. And it's going to be linked below. So if you guys want to check out my how to set up the liver punch, it is linked below if you want to see that. So you can check that out. Um, but it, it, was, it was a good stop. I'm trying to find out right now who's, who stopped that one. Um, because uh, I think Jeremy Stevens and some people were complaining that that was a, uh, an early stoppage. Do you think it was? No, I don't think he would have been able to defend himself after that. If you watch him just crumple onto the mat after he gets hit, um, it, his whole body just shut down. So I don't think that was a bad stoppage at all. Um, I think if you wanted to watch a highlight reel of liver shots, that's going to be in it in the future. <laughs> Any highlight reel of UFC history liver shots. Because it was such a clean shot. There was nothing blocking it. No. His elbow didn't block it at all. It's, you could hear it. And then just, you could see his face and was, the pain that he was in. It was... Uh, it was brutal. It was ugly. It, it but was the way he set it up was really nice, like you talked about. Yeah, he impressive. set it up really good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that was... And that did win him a performance or something bonus. Yeah. Oh, he got it for that one? Yeah, and then Poirier got one too. Oh God, that was a br that was a brutal, brutal knockout. What are you looking for? I'm I'm, I'm gonna find out who the referee was for that uh, for that other fight, the fight with uh, the fight with um, with um, Jose Aldo. Do you know who it was? 
which fight? Jose Aldo, this fight. Did oh, who show the, the ref, ref was? Yeah. Oh, I don't know who the ref was. I don't think it says on here. No. I'm no. Look. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Um, I think it was a good stoppage. What What did we got before that? We got. Uh, there was a Joanna fight. Yeah. I didn't have much to say about that fight. No. It, it went to a decision. It went to a uh, unanimous decision for Joanna against Tisha Torres. Yeah, it was. Uh, I thought it was a good fight. Technically, it wasn't. It wasn't going to make fight of the night. Um, um, uh, Tisha just couldn't get the distance, and the distance for Tisha um, was in and low. Um, just getting close to Joanna wasn't close enough, wasn't good enough because Joanna was able to control the clinch. She's very good at clinching, tight clinching, tight, tight clinching. So she was able to keep Tisha up. So even when Tisha got in, she couldn't control that. So she was getting, she was, she wasn't getting really the best of it on the inside. Uh, if anything, she was getting a little bit of the worst of it. But she didn't get her takedowns because Joanna is a very good takedown uh, defender. And so even if she, she has close distance, she's able to keep people up at her level. So it's the level that um, Tisha couldn't get. She was able to get in and, and get the distance she wanted, but she was never able to get that level. So Joanna controlled it from the outside and then even controlled the level from the inside. So that was a whole different ball of wax um, and Tisha just could not get 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 any kind of momentum going she had some good punches nothing really scored and it it was a one it was a one-sided fight I think I think I most wasn't it a 30 I think it was a 30 to 27 fight pretty much all the way around I think almost completely yeah so, it was a unanimous decision Tisha's really tough and she wasn't even nobody was hurt in this fight but it wasn't a great fight I mean it showed a lot of skills, but not really, uh, not, it wasn't like fight of the night, basically. Yeah, and she was coming off two losses to Rose. Yeah, yeah, she was. But, so who does Tisha, who does Tisha fight last? It was Andrade. So she's coming off uh, one loss and then three wins before that. Okay. So Tisha's a really good fighter. You know, Tisha has her master's degree. Uh. She's a really sharp cookie, you know. She's like, I remember when she was training at uh, ATT, um, she was, she was like always like in between classes. She would like hit a uh, jiu-jitsu class, hit an MMA class, but she was always finishing up school and she, she went ahead and finished school. She got her, she got her master's. So she's a really sharp girl and, and, and a really good fighter. But I think, I think uh, Joanna's just a level above her. But anyway, okay, first fight of the card, Alexander Hernandez against uh, Oliver uh, Mercier. Mercier. Uh, good fight. Uh, not one-sided per se, but I think, I think, I could say it was a 29-28 fight. I think uh, Oliver could have won that second round. Um, but Hernandez... Besides that, everybody knows that, that Mercier uh, is good. Everyone knows that. I mean, he's been around. He's had more fights in the UFC. Um, 
but Alexander Hernandez is newer to the UFC, but he's like coming on hard and fast, and he showed unbelievable speed, power, grappling, wrestling, uh, takedown defense, takedowns, p- knockout power. He's shown he's a comer. I will guarantee you within one year, he's going to be in the top three. What, mark my words. Within, the, within this year, Alexander uh, Hernandez is going to be in the top three. I think he has all the skills it takes to go all the way. People think he's just a slugger, but did, I mean his takedowns and takedown defense was un- unbelievable. And his scrambling to get up was, was equally incredible. He's one of the best fighters I've seen coming, uh, coming up out of the, you know, out of the ranks. And I think he has what it takes to go all the way. I don't know if his chin's been tested yet. Uh, his heart has and his conditioning has. He was going all out for all three rounds. He was full speed ahead all three rounds. Alex uh, Mercier is good. Um, but I think uh, Hernandez is going to be an up-and-comer that we're going to see a lot more of. Bing. Bing. What do you think about that? Now we got... So, with that card done, um, the, the two biggest takeaways for that fight for me were um, uh, Jose Aldo's back, and that liver punch is... It's one of my favorite punches. Everyone knows that. You ever seen that work? <laughs> that liver punch? <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm not going to go into... He's, it's an inside joke. I actually hit one of my students with that. Um, it was right before that. Yeah, the day before that. It was a preview. Yeah, and I dropped him with a liver punch. But um, He's all right. He's fine now. But anyway, he was trying to go a little too hard in sparring, and, and I don't... I, anyway, I know that punch works. And not only that, it's worked on me before, too. So I, I felt the wrath of the liver punch. I have been, been able to instill that wrath on other people, and I've seen it multiple times. So I know for a fact, a fact, a fact, a fact. That I know it's just as much a fact, and I've proven this too. If you actually jump in the water, you get wet. That's how much of a fact it is. If you get hit in the liver, you're going down. If you get hit in the liver, you're going down hard. I mean, if you get hit in the liver, you're going down like, like hard, and it paralyzes you. You there's nothing. You can, you're laying there thinking, I want to keep fighting, but you can't. It's like. It's like Pavilon or Curari. Well, it's like one of those darts that the little pygmies, <laughs> like it paralyzes you, but you can still think. Still That's what a liver shot is. So the difference is you get knocked out. You're knocked out. You don't know. Yeah. You're not doesn't in hurt. pain. You're doesn't not hurt. in pain. You're in pain. Excruciating When you get pain. knocked out with a body shot like that, it looks like the worst. It's not even a body shot because a body shot, a lot of times will hit the other side. It'll knock the wind out of you, and that's, that's scary. Like, you got to catch your breath. But it's nothing like a liver shot because a liver shot, every time you take a breath in, it feels like there's a knife just stabbing into your liver, and you can't move. You ever saw, when you saw Oscar De La Hoya get dropped by, uh, by um, Bernard Hopkins with a liver shot, he went down. He is so tough. He tried to pull himself up from the ropes. And he couldn't. It was like he pulled himself up and then he just fell back down. It hurts that much. And I think it takes your breath away. It's paralyzing and it's, then it's scary just painful. And painful and it's all those things rolled up into one. 
Um, so that poor Jeremy Stevens, I just, it was a terrible, terrible thing. Your liver's mostly protected by your rib cage, but some of your liver actually extends beyond your rib cage, where it's not even all the way protected by your rib cage, too. The liver's, I think it's your biggest internal organ, so it's your biggest target if you're going to hit something in your body. It's a good target, guys. It's, che- a, it's a biggest... Check out in- my video. I'll link it below. Well, I think this is right. It's the biggest internal organ that you have, so... And it's the most painful one. It's well, just, it's just the most exposed. It hurts like hell. Your kidneys are buried. Your spleen's buried. I think for solid organs, it's definitely the most exposed. And, and uh, But that I, I think there's been fights, too, where people have been sent to the hospital with like a liver laceration where the liver actually ruptures from a hand strike. Not from a kick, from like a from a punch. It's not. It's not a good. So, guys. so, and there's no. You can't. There's not enough sit ups to do. You. Nothing's gonna protect it. If you get shot, you just gotta. You gotta. You're. You're. You're right. What if your elbow? Big, what if your big Roy Nelson does that protect your liver right, a little bit? No. Nope. <laughs> your right elbow has to be glued, glued to your because the the shock of that punch will go to the liver. You, yeah. It's, it's no. It's it hurts so much. So poor Jeremy Stevens. Um, I, I'm so sorry. So that was one of the takeaways. That's You're saying yeah. takeaways from this card. That was one. Yeah, the second one was um, was um, twelve to six elbows. It's a stupid, stupid rule, guys. It has to go away. How they, would it go away? Take it away, and then when when someone gets hurt from one, well, they're not getting hurt by the twelve to six elbow. That you shouldn't be able to elbow in the back of the skull. If they were down like this, and you start so elbowing, don't take it away, refine it, modify it. Yeah, Mo- modify it, but you shouldn't how get about, fouled. How Can about twelve imagine? to six to the head or neck? We'll write. Well, up the, we'll write up the new rule. Yeah. But I mean, the, but, but that then, at least makes it better. You can you can hit him in his shoulder, and it's yeah, not. What be a foul. Why why can't you be able to hit him in his forehead? I mean, you should be able to. But it's baby steps. Baby step. Yeah, less. it's such a dumb rule. They they mean well, okay, but but that's we definitely have to link. John McCarthy's explained all this. Fascinating. Yeah. It's it's more of the history. We're gonna, and, we're gonna link that below, it's, guys. It's the history and the the kind of how you know how the sport came to be. It's kind of things. This is how things happen. Things get cobbled together. Evolved. People decide they they need to have some sort of unified rules. Every state can't have their own rules, and then you end up with rules. Yeah. So. Some rules are, you know, they're good, but obviously all the rules can't be designed to protect a fighter in a fighting sport, because they're fighting. It's like, <laughs> it's like this. It's like they're trying to protect them more with this weight cutting rules. Oh, ten percent, they're gonna be percentage of the body weight. Da 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 da. People have been cutting weight for like eons since the beginning of time, since since the beginning of combat sports and. People have been cutting weight. It's did they just, have weight classes in the Coliseum? Of course they did. <laughs> they called yeah. them like two stone or one stone or whatever. I don't know. But anyway, you're not going to... It's like... It's good referees, hard training, no steroids. And people are going to still cut weight no matter what. And you're going to get hit with elbows no matter what. So let's leave the back of the neck... Off, off limits. I think the back of the neck is fair to be off limits for elbows. But other than that, leave it alone. Let them, let them go at it. And just have a good referee there. What about the foul that stopped their first fight, kneeing a downed opponent in the head? What do you think about that one? 
Because you can knee a down opponent in the side, right? When they have them on the yeah, back. and you can and you could you could knee them with one hand down, but not two. Um, but you can't knee them with their knees down. I think that's a good rule overall because a person is more vulnerable there. But they did that in Pride. You could actually stomp on their face while they were down. So I don't know if that was that much worse. Um, but I, I like that rule better just because when someone's on all fours, um, I don't like them being soccer kicked or knee to the head. I think that is a good rule. I think if one hand's down and one hand's up, they should still be able to knee them into the, in the head. Um, but I, to be honest, I, I think it looks bad. and I, I, don't, I think that is a good rule. For safety, but I don't think it makes that much of a difference in the in the at the in the at the end of the day because because there's a referee there and I think the referee is is the guy's on all fours and he starts to get need I think the referee's gonna stop it really quickly um, so I think this the the guy's gonna be a lot safer this isn't a street fight and they're not just gonna soccer kick him over and over and over again the referee I think and the corner. But in there, right there, the, the person that can stop the action is the referee. And I think we got some pretty good referees. I think I would feel completely safe with having Ning with a downed opponent. Uh, if there was Mark Goddard, um, Big John McCarthy, or Herb Dean as the referee, I would feel completely safe with those rules because I think the referee is going to protect them. I don't know. I think too many rules... Too many rules just start confusing guys, and they get fouled for stupid things. I mean, so it's like you're like putting too many ingredients in the cake, or too many chefs in the cake, or too many cooks in the oven, or too many cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> Something like that. Too many cooks anyway. in the oven. So anyways, <laughs> that's a new one. So yeah. So good fight. So we have fights coming up. There's another pay per view coming up. TJ Saturday. That's a. I I don't like that fight. I mean, it's going to be an exciting fight. I just don't like when guys get that ugly to each other. How can you still talk trash, though, after you lost? I don't understand that. So this is Cody Garbrandt's fighting TJ Dillashaw. They fought before, obviously. TJ Dillashaw obviously won that fight. Yeah, I just don't like it. I don't like when they talk ugly like that. To me, it takes away from the fun They used to train together, right? Yeah. Um, It's going to be an exciting fight once the bell rings. But I don't like the t- trash, that kind of trash. I like fun trash talking like McGregor used to do. Uh, like uh, Quentin da- um, does uh, Rampage. Um, I like when Muhammad Ali used to do it. I like, when they, I, like, I like when they do it and it's fun and it's funny. But I don't like this kind of stuff. To me, it's ugly. I uh, can't wait to see Johnson... Uh, Sehudo so, so again. That's going to be fun. Um, and then... It's Mighty we? Mouse, Sean. Yeah, Mighty Mouse. Yeah. I can't wait to see him. Cub, Yo- Cub Swanson's fighting, you, too. You always want to see Cub Swanson fight. So that's a pretty interesting fight. I don't know. Uh, as a pay-per-view, who's that last fight there? Who's this Santos fight? Holland? You click on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know that one. I don't even know those two girls. Uh, I want to always want to see Swanson. It's a pay per view for those fights. Yeah, the top three fights. Yeah, so just the top three, I guess. But yeah. Anyway, so that'll be fun. We're gonna come back and talk about that uh, next week, and then uh, I'm going on a vacation to Coronado, where uh, I'm gonna hang out with the fam, and then uh, 
stay at the Hotel Dell, which is one of the best hotels in California. And then uh, I'm doing a seminar down there, Kajikempo seminar. So anybody down in uh, down in um, Coronado the week of, I think it's the 8th. I think it's uh, Wednesday the 8th of uh, August. I'm going to be doing a seminar. That's when I get back, so we'll have to figure out next week. Where are you going to be Tuesday? We're going to Yosemite, where it's on fire. But we're not really going to the park. We're going north of there. Okay. So hopefully it won't be too smoky. So, all right. Well, I'll see you next time, and we'll do... We'll, we'll get you guys a podcast somehow. Whatever, however we do it, even if it's like on the phone or whatever, we're going to get you a podcast. All right. All right. Good time, John. All right, brother. I'll see, see you next time. Bye.